Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Views, the general topic podcast that takes a topic each week and, as the name suggests, cast views. This week I've got some very special guests with me and I, I have to say that because they're my co-hosts from a, another podcast I'm in. So it's Dave and Dan S from Just Football. Hello. 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 So yeah, so at time of recording we are what, three episodes in, aren't we, on the Just Football? Yeah. For anyone who hasn't listened to it yet, and why wouldn't you have? Because it's amazing. It's a football podcast where we try to not be too, what's the word? We're not going to be too heavy. We're just kind of reviewing the week, the major events in the sport and have a bit of fun with it at the same time, aren't we? Yeah. And it's probably worth noting that we're Tottenham and Arsenal fans and we haven't fallen out yet. So it is is a friendly sort of deal. I feel like I'm the, if we take it as an Oreo, I'm the cream between the two biscuit bits. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think, Dan, I think we probably haven't fallen, not you and I, but we probably haven't fallen out with the Arsenal fan yet because we've had such a bad season. I think if we were yeah. competing more, there might be some. <laughs> yeah. Watch your space. Watch your space in the upcoming seasons. Right. I've asked you to, to come on to this show so we could have a bit of fun with the sport. So what I wanted to do was kind of get your views on what would we do to change the game to have a bit of fun with it or potentially potentially make it better but in my case it's mainly to have a bit of fun and make it a little bit bizarre or um, potentially more appealing to markets or, or people that aren't traditionally interested in football but before we do let's hear from some friends of the show Welcome to Shatsunami, a variety podcast that talks about topics from gaming and films to streaming and general interests. Previously on Shatsunami, we discussed Game of the Decade, Deadly Premonition, the romantic thriller Birdemic, and listen to us get all sappy as we discuss our top five Christmas films. If that sounds like your cup of tea, then you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, and all good podcast apps. As always, stay safe, stay awesome, and most importantly, stay hydrated. And we're back. So, I don't know, I'm going to throw it over to you two first, actually. But I'm just going to suggest that possibly some of the ones I've got, I know will break the sport. But I don't care about that because it's all about fun and and grabbing headlines if they were ever implemented. So I don't know about yours if they if they would break the game. But who who wants to go first? I will go first. Because I've, I've heard I've heard Dan S has, had, has got a load of ideas and I've only got a couple. <laughs> So I'm going to get mine in just in case. So my idea, I think is a great idea because I've come up with it. <laughs> just a bit of money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's already, it's already a winner. It's already a winner. It's already a winner. Is to get rid of the penalty spots during 90 minutes. Well, during 90 minutes and extra time of football matches. And how it works is basically... If there's a foul in the penalty box, in the 18-yard box, wherever that foul occurs, then the attacking team gets to have a go one-on-one with the keeper. So it could be okay. the extreme left of the like the 18-yard the box, but the player can still try and score a goal. What from the spot, from the spot the foul t- takes place? Yeah, so just like any, any other place on a full pitch, yeah. where you get fouled, that's where you get a free kick. 
why shouldn't it be different in a penalty box? And why do you? And what would happen if you know it was a goalkeeper in the in the um, right next to the goal line punched a player, and that was that's a free kick, sort of a yard out? Would you would the same rule apply? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but the keeper gets sent off for punching a player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that rule still remains in. Yeah. yeah okay. But I guess the approach is the crime doesn't necessarily sort of. Yeah, the punishment doesn't fit the crime. Yeah, yeah, I understand. That makes sense. What What was funny when you started that description and you said we should remove the penalty spot for the ninety minutes and extra time? I just had visions of this guy coming on for a penalty shoot and painting a spot on the field, <laughs> ready to go. Well, that'd be uh, at maybe penalties at the end of the match. But yeah. it might be that we don't do penalties either. Yeah, it was in the. Oh, sorry, Dan, I was going to say, following what you were saying, I was I can imagine then the ref has got, uh, you know, he's got that water spray. He's got another spray can oh, of yeah, white paper true. where he could do the spot if it more, needs to be a penalty. More, for more permanent. For more permanent. Yeah. Yeah. Just two cans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when, um, when football started getting big in America, didn't they? They did a different sort of penalty, didn't they? They did it in a similar way to what hockey does it, where yeah. they, dribble, yeah. they dribble from the halfway line. Or maybe it was a bit before the halfway line, but they would dribble from from a amount of space out and then take on the goalkeeper one on one. I watched a couple and it actually looks quite good, like better than I thought it would be. It seems to work better, but they've obviously reverted to the normal penalty shootout now. Can you imagine though, the amount of plays? If you've been on for 120 minutes, they probably get cramped by the time they get to the goal. It <laughs> 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 might make it, it is, more entertaining. There's a long distance, anything could happen. So, would you? If you were IFAB, so that they're the ones who make all the, the laws of the game, would you introduce my idea? Do you think it's that good? I, I, I get it. I think it's actually a good way of thinking because you are right. There's some fouls that happen on the edge of a box and get given a penalty. And you you know if, if that was allowed to run or that foul didn't happen, he wasn't going towards a goal. So that whole crime doesn't fit. The punishment doesn't fit the crime. I understand that context. Whether it works all the time, I'm not sure. I think stuff like this should be done in like pre-season friendlies or tournaments. Give it yeah. a go. But do you, do you think it also allow for, I suppose, creativity for free kicks? Because players aren't allowed in the area or in the 18-yard yeah. box when you're taking well, existing penalty, but that rule would apply. Yeah. So it might allow creativity on how free kicks are taken. Or yeah. yeah. 18 your kicks. Also, the angles make it more interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It becomes a bit more like a game of chess in the penalty area, doesn't it? Where, where the ball's going to go and what yeah. the setup's like. And yeah, I think it's interesting. Yeah, we'll, we'll vote that one in. Yeah, look at that. You say then, then, so there would never be penalties again then, did you say? Or... Potentially. The, the only other way we get penalties is a shootout if the game is oh, right, yeah. draw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, why not? Oh, I'm going to say yes. Let's do it. Nice. <laughs> Dave's happy already. <laughs> Did you say you had another one, or do you want to? Do you want to go around? Let's um, let's go around the virtual room. Right. Let's go around the virtual room. Guess, to... guess always first. So you go, you go, Dan. Cool. So one of my observations about football is whenever there's a free kick or a corner kick, the amount of time taken to take it is 
quite long, right? So just say there's five minutes left of a game and you get you get a free kick. You often think it's an advantage, but it takes about three minutes to take that free kick. So you've lost quite a lot of play. So my suggestion is, I don't think this works, by the way. This is not a, this is not one of these serious suggestions. And the other thing about corners, I've also read today that corner kicks actually sometimes gives the advantage to the defending team because they can counter-attack. So my rule change would be that free kicks and corner kicks should be taken within 10 seconds of a whistle being blown. So you don't have this, you have this like mad free-for-all to try and take it rather than the whole planned set-piece routine and just to speed up the game. <laughs> Which is funny because that contradicts Dave's rule <laughs> because he's talking about carefully planning things from different angles in, in, within the box, but this would counteract that because they'd have to take it pretty quick. And if you don't take it within 10, 15 seconds, time to be determined, you lose the free kick and it goes to the other team. I I like that idea, but I do have an issue with it. Okay. It's not, it's not an issue with your idea. It's more the enforcement of it. So there's a current, there's a law in the game at the moment. Goalkeeper can hold the ball for six seconds. Yeah. When was the last time anyone saw a player being blown up by the, by the referee for holding the ball for six seconds? Okay. So I I got I can add another rule which will counteract that. <laughs> and I think there should be a countdown clock. So I, I don't know if you've seen it, but in tennis, for example, in between points, they start a countdown clock, and you have to serve before that clock reaches zero. Is is the general rule? Now, I think the amount of time in between points is so large that they don't necessarily ever act on it. But you can have the same in football. Is when that whistle blows, 10 seconds appears up on the board and off you go. Again, I kind of like the idea of what it's trying to achieve. But the only wrinkle I can see in it is if you've then got a player who's down injured or is failing injury or if a booking needs to be oh, made. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the only thing I can see the flaw to that. Could It'd be you... great, sorry, if a player was on the floor injured, you just carry on playing. I think yeah. that's actually quite a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, unless it's a head injury, I think I should just carry on. Yeah, well, technically you should. You don't need to stop the game, but as a gesture of goodwill, teams do and players do stop. Yeah. Play. However, I was going to come on to Newcastle, so I still played Newcastle all the weekend. And an Arsenal player was down, but Newcastle didn't kick the ball out. Which is one thing, which was absolutely fine because, you know, that's not a game. When they gave the ball back, they'd done it in such a way it was a, they had a throw on. They threw the ball on the pitch, but it went off the pitch as well. Yeah. So it's quite interesting. But the, the, the other thing about speeding up the game is would you do the same for throw-ins? So rather than throw-ins, would you just kick the ball in play? That got trialled somewhere. Um, as a rule, did didn't it? I, I think I remember going to watch St Albans play in non-league a while ago and they trialled that rule that rather than take a throw-in, you would take it as a kick when it went off. It obviously didn't go anywhere, but that's sort of 15, 15, 20 years ago I saw that. But I think that rule was trialled once upon a time. Do we remember Alexi Lalas? Yes. He, a while ago, I'm just trying to see when this story was. Actually, this was, this was in December 2022. He put out a tweet, and I was going to go through some of these after, and one of them was the, a kicking option for a throw-in. Yeah. And I kind of quite like the idea of that, because then it just makes throw-ins more dangerous. Because sometimes the amount of times where you just see a throw-in and none of the players are moving, or you, you just see everyone all running around because they're trying to block off the throw, whereas then you're making a throw-in 
more dangerous, more of an, an attacking option. Yeah. Agree. Could you, so very, very similar to Dan's, Dan, Dan Hess's example, could you use it as a time-wasting mechanism as well? I just think the whole time-wasting thing would be rectified if you literally just stopped the, the clock every time the ball was out of play and you, just, you, you made sure 90 minutes were played. That's to I've me. Got, I've got that written down as well. A bit like, have you? Yeah, a bit like basketball. Um, make it a bit more visible for the crowd. Um, the clock stops up on the scoreboard when when there's a foul, the ball's gone out of play. You might need to reduce the amount of time. You know, you might need to reduce ninety minutes to say sixty minutes to to account yeah. for that. But yeah, but doing well, what this has shown me is I've actually come up with really stupid ideas, and you actually you two are coming up with ideas that are potentially going to improve the game. <laughs> <laughs> We're to throw in some non-serious ones in a minute. No, well, let's let's go around anyway. We'll we'll carry on. So. This one here, then, would you vote it in, Dave? I really like the idea. I think it would speed up the game. So yes, it's in, rubber stamped. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I'd like to see it. I think I'd like to see it, just because I think it could create a bit of chaos. Because the yeah. amount of times also you see players want to do a, a fast free kick and then it gets taken back and then you've li- lost that momentum. Yeah. I, I suppose the, the other thing is how long... You get your free kick, you recover the ball, then you've got to wait for your... Typically, your centre backs and defenders to go up to the you know, penalty box. That's a bit of a problem as well, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and actually, what you said, Dan, does make a lot of sense in that you lose the attacking advantage, or you can often lose the attacking advantage, but also lose the defensive advantage because yeah, well, you you put all your players up, all their defenders are up, and then it's just a quick counter attack. Well, the free kick one always annoys me, especially when Spurs are chasing, which is quite often <laughs> at the moment. And you, you get a free kick in the last few minutes. You're like, oh, for God's sake, we hardly ever score free kicks. So we're about to waste three, four minutes about to take it. And uh, yeah, then inevitably it goes over the bar and we start again. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to say yes, let's go for it. I'd I'd like to see it trialled as any, anyway, um, because sometimes the matches are just two stop start, not, not to the level of, of, say, American football. Uh, yeah. but it's this yeah this would give it put the onus on attacking again I think yeah so yeah okay okay my one I'm laughing because it's it's going to be a silly one I've got if you're a team it's about changing goal sizes but what I'd initially done was if say you haven't conceded for four or five games your goal in the next game becomes bigger <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> Or conversely, if you if you are constantly conceding goals, your your goal becomes slightly smaller. But that that change only lasts for two or three matches. It's not like it's permanent. But it's a it's a way of trying to yeah say right if you if you haven't conceded a goal in four games for the next three matches, your goal is going to be X dimension. Goals or wins? I think it. It's oh, a good question. No, I think it's going to be goals. So we would probably say if you've only conceded. X goals in X games, then your goal becomes this much bigger. Yeah, I love the idea. I think it's it's, it's quite innovative. I think Mike said, say your Spurs and your would it be league games? Would it include FA Cup, League Cup? No, I think we would have to make it league games just to um, yeah, just just to keep it contained within a specific competition. Yeah. Okay, cool. So let's say, for example, so if you concede a load of goals, your goal gets smaller. If you don't concede goals, your goals get bigger. 
So let's give an example. Tottenham Hotspur, they're playing, let's say it's three games. And then after the third game, Tottenham don't concede, their, their goal gets larger. That fourth game, you're playing Man City. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, no, I see your point. But then, it, then it might balance out, because if, if you do it on goals scored as well, if Man City is scoring loads of goals, it might balance out and be a bit more average, mightn't it? But only if it's those two teams. Would you get that balance over the course of a season? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I think football is full of these inconsistencies anyway. So it's, it could be like retrospective bannings or retrospective yellow cards, you know, or sending off. It, if it didn't happen in my game, I don't care because the next team's going to benefit from it when I should have benefited from it. Sure. So, yeah, I don't know. I just think it might be funny if one, one, one week you go to a game and one goal is like one and a half times bigger than the, than the other one. And you've got to then swap them around at half time because you, you've got to bring it with the team. Just thinking how, how, how small the goal would have been after the Newcastle game for Tottenham. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might have yeah, had to take that goal at half time. It might have ended up yeah. being smaller than the ball. So it might have been impossible to score. Yeah, or maybe you do, you do just do it if, you know, based on league positions. So yeah, maybe if you're Man City against Southampton right now, Southampton get, the smaller goal and you get the bigger goal. That's a, yeah, that's a good way of doing it. Yeah, okay. It's a silly idea, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, could you imagine doing it on the fly? You've got a little crank in the side of the uprights and, and at half time the grounds the groundspeople are just winding this crank to change it yeah. to change the goal. <laughs> I get a feeling this isn't going to be voted in. Um I'd like to see a proper proposal and the pros and cons on a on a paper and then we'll decide. <laughs> I I think I'm out. <laughs> it's all down to the listeners. Back me up here. All right, Dave, what's your next one? Okay, so, so what am I a pretty thousand... Well, the my frustration with f- football at the moment is with referees and VAR, particularly when they're trying to decide if a player is on or offside. So my answer or resolution would be get rid of offside. Ooh, I like the idea of that. Offside's always been a really, um, what's the word? Not dodgy, but it's always been a really wouldn't that, frustrating wouldn't, role. Wouldn't you kind of get like the goal hanging? Yes, because the whole reason offside was brought in was to prevent someone just standing on the line. And yeah, we, you could do that. Or we we brought up hockey already. So in hockey, you had the blue line. Yeah, uh, I think you can only. Get to the so once the ball is played beyond the blue line, that's when players can enter that area. And they can't be offside if they are in that area and the ball is played, then they're offside. Yeah. The the problem we have is you got VAR making millimeter decisions based on these camera angles, which I think people don't fully trust. I know you can get a semi-automated uh, VAR, but even then. I don't think it will be appropriate for every single game due to the camera angles, the stadium, and where the cameras can be fitted. If you can get rid of contention, which is what VAR was meant to do, like get rid of get rid of offsides, then you sort of eliminate that part of the game. Okay. We might not have yeah, anything I, to talk about. I, I really do want the offside change somehow, whether it's removing it altogether, or I think is in the rule that it's the goal-scoring part of you has to be offside. Yes. I think just 
get rid of that. If part of you, any part of you is onside, you're onside. So whether it's, you know, whether it's a goal scoring bit or not, I think if, if it's your, your left finger is onside, I think you're onside. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think there's too much contentious about offside. If you just made it clear cut um, and not so many obscurities around it. Uh, yeah, because a few years back, it was there has to be daylight. Yeah. Yes, now yeah. it's judged by well, how big is your foot sort yeah. of thing, yeah. or your toenail. And then for your arm, it has to be, well, handball is just below your armpit level sort of thing. Yeah. And that's how they just judge offside as well. But it makes things so complicated and people don't really understand it properly. I don't believe the referees do either. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, and, it, and it is overly complicated because there's also that the part of the rule I don't like is if the goalkeeper's come out <laughs> and you're past him and there's a defender past him, that's still offside, isn't it? Because there's got to yeah. be two defenders. And again, I, don't, I disagree with that. If your goalkeeper's decided to come all the way out, as long as there's that defender at the back, you see, I disagree with that one as well. See, I'm bringing our friend Alexi Lalas back in because I did see he he said that you can only be offside. I think it's similar, Dave, potentially what you're saying about hockey, that you make offside only applies in the last 35 yards, which I think is ultimately the last third. Yeah, which is, yeah, it's very similar to hockey. Yeah, which again, I kind of like that. But yes, you'd have to put an extra line down on the pitch, wouldn't you, for for, for the, the officials. But yeah, because it's just annoying if you could be offside just over the halfway line. <laughs> yeah, there's no real advantage at that point. Anyways. Yeah, I'm voting it in. Okay, let's have it in then. <laughs> yeah. What bit, what, so what bit are you voting in? Uh, offside being in the last third or getting rid of offside? Or have we built... Well, built Dave, actually, Dave set, the, Dave set the rules. So what is your rule there? I think we could do a bit of both. We can hybridise it. So... There's no offsides up until that line. There you go. That's what I was expecting. <laughs> so let's have a pragmatic rule. Yeah. Okay. No, I, 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 I go with that. Okay. It'd be great to, because you remember the old insult at school. Oh, you're just a goal hanger. You bring back those kind of rules, sort of insults back. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and it worked for uh, Gary Lineker. I mean, I'm not saying he was a goal hanger, but he was kind of always scoring goals just in and around the box, wasn't he? So it make players yeah. like that. Come to the floor. You could have a player like me who doesn't want to do much running, so just leave me up there on that 35 yard line (laughs) (laughs) and just kick the ball up to me. (laughs) Oh, Dave's got two out of two. Dan, what's your next one? Oh, oh, hang on. I was going to say a joke one, but if we're going for how many we we seriously put in. (laughs) No, no, no. Go for joke ones because it'll help me out. So (laughs) So I'm going to mix in a bit of a tennis ball here. So obviously, VAR is a bit of a joke. Um, in football and it's not used properly and um, it's obviously very contentious there's lots of things we can change VAR but I don't know how much you you guys follow tennis but tennis has a Hawkeye system whereby the player can request it to be reviewed like a line call or a bad line call to be reviewed and they get like two or three incorrect stabs at it right and then if they challenge it and it's incorrect they get to keep their challenge and if it's if they challenge it and it's completely wrong, then then they lose that challenge. I think football could also do the same sort of thing, whereas whereby the, the captain of the team can make two incorrect challenges on VR. So if there's a goal, he can you know ask for it to be reviewed, mm. um, or or just let it stand. 
Um, and if he's incorrect, he loses his challenge. So at that point, you know, if you lose all your challenges, you just have to trust everything the referee says. Now, to caveat that, but the, the disadvantage of this is tennis is black and white. It's factual. These, you know, this, this Hawkeye is factual, whereas VAR isn't at the moment, I don't think. So there will be some challenges there. But I quite like the idea of, you know, once you lose your challenges, you're done. VAR is done for the game. So you're saying VAR isn't automatic. You just you call VAR in. Yeah. So the manager okay. or the captain can review it. So like you know that Man City um, goal in the Champions League on on Tuesday night, whereas the man the who were playing Real Madrid were unhappy that they thought the goal yeah. the ball had gone off um, before yeah. he scored. VAR never reviewed it, but actually Real Madrid could could ask for it to be reviewed and then they could keep their challenge if they if it became correct, as an example. So you the trigger is done by the team rather than VAR deciding when they want to do something. like it. I yeah, like I it. like it. I've got some questions. No, 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 no. Just, <laughs> just, just, what other questions? So, Rob, well, one's a suggestion. Rather than have a captain initiate a review, I'd probably have a manager or a member of the backroom staff. Yeah, okay. Because they've got pretty much real-time access to the video anyways. Yeah, okay. Then, so even if it does go to VAR, and there's a challenge in, does it go back to the same people at VAR? Because they've already made their decision. Or do you say, don't do VAR? No, no don't VAR. Do, don't do yeah. VAR unless it's requested. And then, the, you know, the team has to warrant, is it, you know, of... Because you know what it's like. Teams protest no matter what. Um, but if you actually put the ball in their court, say actually you can only you should only really protest if you think you've got a case, then I think we'd see less challenges and less frantic players. And would you do it for everything, including let's say we have the existing offside rule, not the amazing one I just created? Yeah. Would you do it with the existing offside rule, or would yeah. you? You would. I would. Yeah, I'd do offside red cards and goals to be disallowed. I, I think you know, as a team, you can challenge any of them. I've got a good and bad thing about it. I think the bad thing is, you've already said it, is ultimately it goes back to VAR, which is so unreliable anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> but on the good side is if you're calling it in, then, because the game just stops for so long right now. Yeah. And so if you're only calling it in, you're only giving it a maximum of potentially six opportunities in a match rather than it's slowing it down every goal, every penalty, every... Yeah, they wouldn't be able to do it every time because once they were incorrect, they would lose their challenges. So no, that, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. So at the moment, you can have far potentially you could have far every five, six, seven, eight minutes um, yeah. if something contentious happened, or or every fifteen minutes. Say, whereas you're saying, right, in this game, there's only going to be six accounts of far, so yeah. the game is going to tick along a bit, bit faster. Yeah, I think so. I think it would work. I think it's flawless, in fact. I think it's, uh, <laughs> I think it's something that should be considered immediately. I don't know, Dave, what's, what's your view? Could you challenge a challenge? Yeah. You can't challenge a challenge. Once a challenge is done, you're, you're done, aren't you? So let's say, right, there's an offside decision. Yeah. And the attacking team, so the, line, the linesman or assistant referee, they haven't flagged. But... The attacking team think they're on side. Yeah. Then there's a free kick. They score a goal. Then the defensive team say, hey, he was offside. But then the attacking team says, I wasn't offside. I think you have to have, and this is how it works in tennis, I think you get so many seconds between 
the event happening and being able to challenge. I think you'd need to implement something like that. Football, we do as well, they do as a phase of play, but I yeah. don't quite know what determines a phase of play in football. Is I think that's well, anyone can decide that really. So, is it, is it how far back would you go? Yeah, because if there's a foul leading up to a goal, that foul happened 30 seconds before the goal was scored. Yeah, I, I think for me, I don't think you could challenge it as such because you don't now, as in VAR, once the decision is made, it's made. Maybe each team could have their own VAR members on them. So what you could do is you could challenge to have your VAR team on your side review it. I mean, it would make the game probably last like two hours <laughs> extra. <laughs> but maybe you have a, a VAR member runs into the room and has a look at it and you, and, and they put their view in and they say, no, no, I, th- I think it's fine. And then basically you have a penalty shootout. <laughs> 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 I'm all for challenging VAR. The other thing, just while we're quickly on it, just because we're talking about VAR and refereeing, the other thing I would do is mic up the ref and have that playing or constantly. Yeah, yeah. And I would also have every conversation they're having with VAR, I would have that published as well. On, I, well, I don't know whether I'd do it over the stadium, but I would definitely do it over over the telly, um, just so people can hear those conversations. The, the only the, problem you have is sorry, Dave. The only problem you have is all the foul language you're going to hear from the players abusing him. But but that, maybe that would help that, right? That, maybe, you know, maybe, once it's out yeah. there, maybe it would stop that happening because you know happens in rugby, and rugby players are very respectful of referees. Um, I don't know if it's because of the mics or just because they're a genuinely nicer bunch of people. But it's just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we look at the recent, so Jurgen Klopp's been charged by the by the FA. Yeah, uh, for comments he made about the referee, and they should publish those comments, which they're not doing. Yeah, exactly. So, so Paul Tierney apparently says something to Jurgen Klopp. The FA and PGML have reviewed it and said, "Hey, didn't say anything. Everything's fine." But it's definitely he said, she said. Yeah, and ultimately yeah. Klopp will get probably fined and banned. It hasn't happened yet as of the 11th of May. So, yeah, I think there's been more transparency. I think. I think so. I, I think might come up. Uh, what what are you hiding? What have you got to hide? Yeah, is my exactly. is my view on it. You know, is everything that happens on the pitch should be professional and related to the sport, right? So yeah, yeah. And and I am annoyed that I know the referees have got. There's an element of why we protect them, but the referees, you know, when players had a bad game or made a bad mistake or a manager, they've got to be in front of the cameras straight after the game and feel those questions. But a referee never has to do that for his decisions. So, um, yeah, Mike, come up and let's hear what's actually going on. So It is interesting because there's always, you're questioning the integrity of a player. Well, what about a referee? Why can't they, they can't be uh, questioned in, in terms of their integrity? Yeah. And, look, and this might even help them. This might even prove that it's the players, not the refs at fault. You know, I mean, but but we, we don't know. And that's the problem. Maybe you should start interviewing referees after games like they do for players. Because players often get in trouble, don't they, for saying, oh, referee did this, referee did that, referee was that's, useless. I, I agree. Like, I agree. Fine. Put a referee in front of a camera, get him to explain it and get ridiculous <laughs> punditry questions sent them their way. Yeah, the referee can say, yeah, this player was useless. He was rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, without going into it, because this will be more of a conversation for other pod, but it's, it's, it's like you said, Dan, once in, in the in our WhatsApp chat that Harry Kane, when he was accused of diving, 
they showed him the video and they made him talk through talk, it, yeah. uh, talk about it. But you don't then see a referee have it, you know, them say where there was a, a, an obvious error and, yeah. and the referee having to do the same. So, yeah, reluctantly, I'll vote that in on that basis. Thank you. Well, both of them. So I think I snuck two in there. The uh, the my cup one, I think definitely. Yeah. And what was the other one? Because I've already forgotten now because we were talking. Yeah, upon request. Oh, the yeah, the VAR. I, I think so. Just because then um, gives the VAR people a break. They've come in for less flack, but also uh, it should make the game should stop the game. Technically, that puts me on three out of two. Yeah. <laughs> This one, I'm not sure about mine now, how it's going in. I didn't realise this was going to be a competition. And I, and I and I didn't get the memo, even though I wrote it. So uh, it's my episode. But I've got, um, and I haven't actually thought this out, so I'm hoping you two can help me out with this, is rotating managers or players at the end of the season. So if you've got a thing like Mad City, where they've just got the biggest squad and too good. That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Imagine like at the end of every season, you put every manager into a hat and then you had to draw them out again. You, know, you, yeah, could, yes. you could end up with Guardiola at Fulham and you could end up with you know Sam Allardyce <laughs> at Man City. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe it is just a manager. Maybe it's just a manager rather than the players. But yeah, we I'm don't need to with... test that out. It's in. He's the best manager. Who's Allardyce? Yeah, that's a bad example. Sorry, because he is the best manager. But... You know what I mean? <laughs> well, interestingly, so one of my ideas, I think it'd be incredibly difficult to sort of introduce, is a draft system similar to yeah. the way the US do it, yeah. Yeah. which is kind of like uh, an extension of that sort of random choosing yeah. of managers. Yeah, I, I think for me, I had maybe like for managers at the start of the season, you know, like when they draw the FA Cup, uh, ties so you've got the, the bowl with all the balls in and, and two people are picking out the balls and they say right, right here you go Pep Guardiola Arsenal Arteta Fulham things like that with the draft system I was thinking that but maybe you could do that with specific players so like Haaland has come in and he's just amazing this year Neymar Mbappe Messi Ronaldo maybe there's about 10 or 20 across the leagues that are up for moving rather than every every player at every club Maybe if you want to come into the Premier League for the first time. So Haaland says, I want to play in the Premier League at some point in my career. So he then goes into the draft system and gets allocated to a random team. It's like a probation. You have to start a Stoke or something. (laughs) (laughs) No offence offence to Stoke fans, yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, but I like that. It's like a probation (laughs) period, yeah. All right, I'm taking that as a win and we're not going to talk about it too much more in case you find out any flaws. Um, I think it's great. I'll I'll give you double points for that. Well done. <laughs> Which is one of my other things, but we'll come on to that later. Dave, sorry, did you have another any other ideas or I do is okay. uh get rid of penalty shootouts. Okay. The the other is so the one of Colin's penalty shootout, but the one Dan mentioned earlier about actually running toward the goal, I really do like. I think it's a lot more entertaining. Yeah. But the the other thing I think we discussed in the past is you take you take off players from each side every few minutes. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. So it's five minutes, and then you sort of get down to a few, and then at the end of the match, whoever is winning goes through. Or wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I agree. Um, do I agree? You do because you want to give me the points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I well, I mean, the, the thing is, I love, I love penalty shootouts. 
especially as a neutral. I just think that they are a great thing. So I think having that element there. But yeah, I'm all I'm all for trying to do something a little bit different with them. I would I would change and probably it's a bit more serious rather than jokey. I would change the way it's ordered rather than doing one team then the next team, one team then the next team. I would do it again similar to the tennis tiebreak. I would do one and then the next team takes two and then the next team takes two. So you don't have the advantage of one team always taking the first penalty. That was trialed or something similar was trialed. I think. Yeah, I think it's called ABBA, isn't it? I think they call it the ABBA approach. But um, I I didn't know it was trialed, but I know they were talking about it. But I think that would be a lot fairer. Well, how about teams take the penalties at the same time? What, either end of the field? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) either end of the field, yeah. That that would be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be like, um, well, you know, when you're watching tennis or, or snooker, and you can hear the applause from the other side of like the divide, like in snooker from the the other game or on in Wimbledon, you can often hear the crowd in other yeah. event, um on other courts. That that'd probably be a good one. Yeah, I I do like that idea. I I had actually on one of my episodes a while ago, we we were doing something similar, and I I think I said um because the thing about penalties is players can be knackered. You've got the home crowd support that that can make a huge difference depending on on where you're taking it. So my my view would be is you take all the players, you take them off the pitch, they go into a special room, you know, inside the stadium, and they play FIFA penalty shootouts on FIFA with themselves. So uh, I know a keeper, Allison, he he would be playing himself and let's say Saka would play himself and you take the penalties as themselves, but on FIFA. So that way it takes out crowd involvement. It takes out fatigue. Uh, that that would be my view on it. Oh. I don't think I'd vote for that one though, but, uh, but it's, a, it's a nice <laughs> try. <laughs> I, I think all the, it, all, all the e-sporters and gamers out there would. So I, I know I can hear them uh, <laughs> putting their thumbs up at me. Um, yeah, I, I think so. I think doing something with penalties would be good. Well, you could just do that if you draw, then you're out. You know, you've had the chance to, to win. You didn't do it, so both teams go out. Or well, the cup competition. What yeah. if it's the final? By the final. <laughs> <laughs> cup just null and void for a year. Um, obviously, bring, you can't. Two runners up back. Sorry, you bring the two runners up back and let them play and yeah. see if one of them wins. <laughs> you obviously can't do that, but there would be, you know, when you get to extra time and it just gets a bit boring because both teams are playing for penalty shootout, it'd make that part of the game more exciting. It'd be a bit more gung ho, wouldn't it? Yeah, if you took players off every five minutes, you're yeah. forced, you create all that space. Yeah, yeah. Right. Just, just where at a time. So I want to see if we've got any more. So. Uh, Dan, if you've got any more, I think we should just yeah, I've got, blitz through I've got, them. I've got a non-serious one. Um, and it would probably, it'd probably make it a different sport completely, really. But when I was younger, we used to play um, football in a sports hall. But rather than the goals being either side of a pitch, they'd be on the centre line, but back to back. So you kind of attack. But if you kind of, you know, if you shot and missed the ball, when the ball would be go down the other end, then all of a sudden you're defending again. So it just makes it a bit faster around the guard. I'm not sure it, about that one. I don't think it would work <laughs> over a full pitch, but for five aside, it, it was pretty cool. It's it just, a, you know, it's just good fun to do something a bit different and a bit more challenging. Yeah, I, I'm not so sure, Dave. I'll pass. Oh. <laughs> All right, I've got one, 
and and again on this actually i'll be bringing my mate alexi lalas back in but i had if you score a certain amount of goals you'll get an extra point like a bonus point so if you scored three or four goals in a game you'd get a bonus bonus point yeah i agree with that yeah, I think it rugby, doesn't it? Yeah, it happens in rugby. And I think the fact that you can get the same amount of points for a four wall as you can for a nil nil or yeah. a seven nil, the same as a one nil, yeah. I think is you I think you're right, Dan. That's yeah, it. And where oh excellent, thank you. And Alalas what, what Alexi Lalas has said in his tweet was you get you get an extra point for goals outside the area. If you scored from outside the box, you yeah. get an extra point for that, or, or something, or it counts double in goal difference. Maybe. Are you are you taking these points for yourself, or is this Alexi? <laughs> no, the first the one was me. No, no, I was going to do it at the end, but then we we touched on a few. So, at, so my one was the extra point on the board for more goals, but he said two points for goals outside the box. So I'm thinking, I don't think you could do that, but you could probably make the goal count double if you score it outside the box. Maybe. So, yeah. yeah. I'm going to disagree with Alexi Lalas and you, Dan. I don't think it's a good idea. Well, Dan both did, so that's two. (laughs) was three if you got Alexi as well. There are some games you can get incredible draws. You can get re-rigs, I think, nil-nil draws. Yeah, Yeah, but I think it's like Dan said. Sorry, Dan, it's just like Dan said is that you, you can, but if you've got a team who's scored a lot, I think it's about rewarding them. It's like in rugby, you do get the bonus point for if you've, if you've got a certain amount of points. I think it's just potentially encouraging teams to, to go out and score. So if you were doing that to the current Premier League table, Spurs would probably be down in mid-table. And deservedly so. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, does it not also reward those who can afford the better players as well? More attacking players. Uh, potentially, but if you if you incorporate my other rules with rotating squad and managers and making goals bigger and smaller, <laughs> I think it'd all be all right. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, if you were to think about it seriously, the one thing it probably would do is make the golf between the Premier League and the Championship even bigger because they would get rewarded for having better teams, wouldn't they? Yeah. I did say it would break, might, some of mine would break the game. Um, okay, uh, Dave, you got you got any others? I, I don't think I've got anything else, Dan. I, I think what I've come up with is okay. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a, participative, a participation sport here. Dan, anything else for me? Um, the only other one to mention is, uh, I don't know if anyone watched those Budweiser adverts years and years and years ago where they were trying to make football Americanized, but there was the added time multi-boy, wasn't there, if it, if it was a draw. <laughs> yeah. There were a load of extra balls onto the field for like the last 20 minutes. That, that could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. Chaos, but fun. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, I had one more, but I hadn't thought it out, so I'm glad we don't have time to think about it. But it was I, I just like changing things, the dimensions of things, it looks like. So I've got changing the pitch dimensions. And I'm thinking, like, so if you knew you've got City coming who are like, who like wing, wing play, you could, you could uh, make the pitch narrower, but it'd have to be longer. So the pitch would still have to be the same area. But you could change it in dimension. So the pitch dimensions. So every single pitch at a stadium can be a different size. There, there had, there's a the minimum and maximum amount, and you have yeah. to have your pitch yeah. in that size. So it can be done already. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm just thinking maybe you, you could even do it on the fly during a game. So 
yeah, it's not going well. <laughs> so you change your dimensions at half time. So you're changing the, the pitch size and the goals, goal size as well. So you have a smaller pitch and a smaller goal. Potentially, yeah, yeah, potentially. Potentially. Dan, you're, you're, you're pondering something there. There's two things. I was just wondering of all your ideas, how all the mechanics of this work with like flexible goal <laughs> sizes and pitch sizes. It's very futuristic. I'm just the effort. idea man. I'm, I'm just the <laughs> idea man. <laughs> what else makes it work? Um, and the second one, I was, I was just trying to think, is there any other sport? Because obviously, like Dave said, football has a max and a min and you have to be somewhere in between. Is there any other sports that does that? Or is every, does every other sport have a set size the field has to be or a court has to be? Oh, actually, cricket, know. certainly, you can, you can have different sizes. You can also bowl on the different, um, I can't remember what they're called, pitches. Yeah. But certainly you have different um, outfield sizes. Oh, Okay. Yeah, it's just because I must sort of imagine like like tennis is obviously the same everywhere. Rugby, I think it's the same pitch size. Just yeah. curious. And and one other thing to throw out, which I hadn't written down, but I remembered something random like I don't know goalies throughout the match. You have to give them oversized gloves, or maybe they wear rubber gloves or something instead of their football gloves, just to yeah, just to mix things up a bit. So you imagine if they had those oversized foam fingers in goal. So, but yeah. <laughs> What about some of like bringing some school rules into like, you know, last goal wins if it's, yeah. if it's 10-0 down and there's yeah. a few minutes to go? Yeah. Or if you just shout posting in and that means it's a goal. <laughs> the one next goal, goal, next goal. <laughs> we used to play fouling football. So it didn't matter what? if you caused a foul or not, you just carried on. No foul football. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure that would go down too well. No, I don't think so. Don't. <laughs> the, the one more is a bit of a jokey one. Is you could change the pitch or the surface of the pitch. So it doesn't have to be grass. It could be sand, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you do sometimes see that. You used to see it on like Eurosport, didn't you? Like the five-a-side legends playing beach soccer or something, beach, five-a-side beach football or something, I think you've seen. So, yeah, really entertaining as well. Or you yeah, get them yeah, playing yeah. futsal or something else, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I've got something, but I'm going to save that for another an episode of Just Football. I've got, I've got one early. more that's just Go occurred on. to me. Go on. Because um, obviously a pet hate in the game, but we all don't like, is diving and simulation. Yes. I would do a couple of things here. If there was an accusation of diving, I would display it up on the big screen to, to shame a player that did it. Um, <laughs> is is, is it going back to Harry Kane? Is that what it is? Uh, Harry Kane doesn't dive. And then uh, we... <laughs> And then, and then the other thing I would do is because when you you know on the off chance that people talk about diving and why they do it, they always say you do what's right for the team, don't you? If it's to win a penalty, you do what's right. Yeah. You go down because you you want to do what's right for the team. I would start a system where you start deducting points for from from the team for for blatant simulation. Mm. So they, they won't do it anymore because they're going to start taking points away. They're going to start being punished for it. Just being shamed a bit on social media is not enough punishment let's let's take points away for the team or if we mix it with my last idea if you are caught diving the next game you have to start with a snorkel or something or flippers on your way <laughs> or something you have to play in flippers instead of football yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a great idea like goggles you have the goggles and a snorkel and if you keep doing it you've got like a scuba tank on your back <laughs> here's one so i watched part of the the champions league match last night so at the Milan sort of derby. So Lataro Martinez, see, he was awarded a penalty, but it was a clear dive. That's one thing, but he didn't get booked for the dive. But when he did the dive, he looks at the referee and he 
you know, he simulated the booking. Yeah. Sort of thing. So he get booked, and he's trying to get another player booked as well. He should have been sent off. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that happens all the time. Now I think any I think the players should be stamped down on anything if they get overly aggressive, if they stand over a player, if they think a player's dived. I think, but it goes back to the referee needed to be stronger and better. Mm. Because if you had the referees doing what they should do, you wouldn't have any of this. I agree. So yeah. Be. So if a re- if if a player's asking for another player to be booked, you're booked. Right. Yeah. I think we've made the game better and more entertaining there. I, th- yeah. I think everyone will agree with that. Before we go, do either of you just want to talk about Just Football and the socials? Go on, Dave. You're better with stuff. Okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so the three of us are on Just Football podcast about football, fun enough. Or if you're not European, South American, is soccer as well. So we talk about football from Champions League to non-league and everything in between, including the women's game. You can find us on Twitter at JustFootballPod, and you can listen, download, subscribe on any of your favourite podcasting platforms. Cheers, Dave. So while you're looking at that, make sure you press subscribe and uh, give a five-star rating to the episodes, just like you can do with this one, if you haven't already. Dan, any, I was going to say, oh, it sounds bad when you say it. Any final words from you? (laughs) Uh, no, 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 no final words for me. <laughs> okay, yeah, and for, for Casting Views, you can get me at castingviewspod at gmail.com and at Casting Views on Twitter. And I know there's a lot of podcasts from which you can choose, so I thank you for listening to Casting Views. If I want your opinion, I will give it to Come on, take what we've got, cause you need